Okay, we're on Daf Yud Beis, start a new mimer, which is entitled, What is the Indian of Kriyashma, the concept of Echad, and via Hafta? Uh, and also, Bechal, an explanation on the whole first paragraph of via Hafta. Now, in the Zayar, it says that the Ebershta is Antuchad, he is one, but not what is called an ordinal number, not one as in one, two, three. What does this mean? Whenever we have a shtalshlis, that is a progression, so we have cause and effect in every stage of awareness in every oilam, you have the ten spheres, and in the Nebuchadnezzar, you have the ten spheres, and Nebuchadnezzar, and they always begin with Chachma, and so, and this is a pattern procedure. Now, there is a level that's even higher than Chachma, and that's the level of Ratzayin. Like we know, there's two types of Ratzayin. There is a Ratzayin that is the product of Chachma, that is the Ratzayin that is manifest in the Midas, that is the consequence of understanding. Just simply, a person understands that something is beneficial, and therefore he wants it. And how this type of business will produce profit, or his soul yearns for something. And then there's another type of Ratzayin, a Ratzayin that's beyond logic or explanation. That sometimes a person simply wants something, um, even if it's illogical. Uh, he still will not listen to any explanation. He simply wants it. This is a Ratzin that is higher than Das. The Das can have no impact on this level of Ratzin. The same is true when, from our own experience that we have with Elokos. Like Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, this is simply my idea. There is no explanation for why this is going on, the suffering of Rabbi Akiva. Nevertheless, there certainly is some explanation, but it's concealed. And it's not something that even the angels can understand. And therefore, Hashem responded, shtoik, quiet. Now, from Chachma and below, that is, once something is the product of Chachma, we call that Hishtalshalis. Because all Hishtalshalis is process, results in some form of Giloy. And the first Giloy, the first level of that, of an expression from one to another, is the level of Atzilis. This is taken from the Parsha where Hashem tells Moshe, that he, Moshe, should share or express from his stature, that Moshe was at such a lofty level that uh, the Jews' complaint about wanting meat, that's the context, was so far beyond them. So he said, I am Libasar. I am Moshe Rabbeinu. I don't live at that level. And therefore, the Abishta said that he should gather 70 elders, the Atzalti, and he should express from his Ruach, that is, that Moshe should engage in Ishtalshalis, a progression of expression that is of a lesser intense level of godliness, so that it should reach down to the 70 elders, representing the Sanhedrin, which are at a, quote, lesser level of awareness of Hashem than Moshe Rabbeinu. And through that, he should incorporate them in the uh, tolerance of the people, that this level of, of Atzilis is a Yerida and a Hishtalshalis from Moshe Rabbeinu's level in order that he should incorporate the rest of these elders in the conduct of the Jewish people. So too, regarding Oren Saif, no thought can grasp him. The worlds cannot accept his radiance of the Eberstah at all, unless Hashem is going to contract himself into the process of Eshtalshalis, where there is some sort of pattern that begins with Eshtalshalis. Now the word, uh, it begins with Atzilis. Now Eshtalshalis means a chain. Just like in a literal chain, you have a higher link into a lower link into the next link, all the way down this lengthy process. So through, so too with the Eshtalshalis, you have 
one expression that leads into another, from seichel to midas, midas to thought, thought to speech, speech to action. Even though no thought can grasp Hashem's thoughts, his thoughts are not our thoughts, it's not the same in Hashem, because we are speaking about a physical matter which can't bring about creation, whereas when God speaks, the world is made, and when God says, let there be light, there is light, because he said it, therefore it was. But we call, regarding this, we can call this seichel and machshava, like an, the analogy in our human experience, that our spoken words can be appreciated by another, where our thoughts cannot, and they have to, in order to be revealed, there has to be a process, just like a novi who hears the word of Hashem as a mamash agiloi, like it says regarding Moshe that he heard the voice, that this was like Moshe heard Hashem saying, let there be light, and there was light. Moshe heard Hashem's voice being communicated and sustaining all of creation, which is not the case in the hidden worlds. And this is what we say in Tilim, Halalu Kareiv Gudle. Praise him for his many greatnesses, not because of good, not as we might have anticipated, could Goido Gudle, according to the enormity of his uh, uh, enormity, it's hard to translate into English, that would suggest that it is just a limitless expression, like a splattering of chesed, that a chesed that is so gudol that it's uncontainable. Kiroiv Gudle suggests that there's multiple forms of expression of Hashem's chesed in so many different le levels and so many different characteristics without end. Because the expression of chesed and asiya is, like we say, from the heavens to the earth. It's a 500-year journey. And then from heaven to heaven. This is gedula, expanse. And then there's all different forms of, of this expanse according to our capacity to understand it. Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the master of all prophets, his grasping was limitless. Similarly, from level to level, from top to bottom, face base. Now, in this procedure in Atzilis, and from there below, that it should become Chachma and Seichel and Midas, Machshava, the Midas from the Seichel, the Machshava from the Midas, but in the dispatcher himself, the Ebershter, there's nothing that's comparable. There's no way you can trace back that chain all the way to the Ebershter. Because when we use the term comparable, erech, so like Torah talks about erechin, when a person evaluates his own financial worth that he puts on a certain number based on his age, so then you have comparables. Two leads to four, four to eight. There, one is twice as much, half as much. These are in the same discussion. And so to in the process of ishtalshalis, from one number to another, they're each level to level. Midas can lead to come from Seichos, Machshava to Midas. So to Begashmias, relative to Ruchnias, there's some corollary because the Ruchnias becomes embedded in the Gashmias. The power of Seichel in the organ of the brain, the power of vision in the organ of the eye. So there is some connection between them. And here, uh, we can talk about the different stages within them. And if there's a physical deficiency in the functioning of the organ, there's going to be a physical uh, manifestation and forgetfulness and so on. So to Seichel, the way it is invested within Gashmias, like writing, that a person can write ink on paper, it can communicate an incredibly deep thought. So here we take the physical action of writing as an expression of the intensity of concepts, ideas, and emotions. 
when we go all the way to the matzil, to the origin, now this, this is, can't be discussed. The, the, the origin does not lead to this consequence. It's not even in a level of hislapshis, but it's soivid. It's just hovering around it, where up and down are equal, like within a circle. Can't be grasped in the characteristic or the terminology of worlds. For, like it says in Malachi, I'm Hashem, I do not change. He is before creation and after creation. If there was any impact that creation would have on Hashem, that would result in a change. Because before Hashem, there wouldn't be this impact. And now there would be this impact. Rather, what we see is that there is no impact on the matzio, the source, which is Hashem himself. But this highest that is drawn down within the world to give it life is the level that is only what is called the shame, the name, the form of expression from the Mida of Malchus, like a king, that even though he's different, distant uh, from the people, but his name, his impact is on all of his jurisdiction. They're all under his authority. And that's why his name or his character is imprinted upon them. Now we understand what we said in the beginning, that Hashem is one, but he's not one in a series of counting, what are called ordinal numbers. He's incomparable because God is not part of a hishtalshalist process. He's not part of a pattern. And when a person will take to heart this level of echad that we declare in Kriyashma, this will result in v'yahapta of all of his heart, the absolute yichida of his nefesh, which is the entirety of his heart. Because within the nefesh, we have, of course, the five characteristics, nefesh, ruach, neshama, and the second category of chaye and yichida. Like we see that the character of the nefesh is expressed in all these different levels. And from its impact, from this expression, but the impact is always going to be different. Because when you are telling a story, for example, it could be a great story of some battle. So the listener will be impacted by it. It's interesting and so on. But ultimately, it's just a story that doesn't impact him personally. In contrast, when we tell him something that is personally important, so now you can even have this paradox. You can have something that touches the person at many levels until the point that he is literally uh, passing out from the very intensity of it, from the depth of his heart, that it reaches to the very essence of his existence, the Yechidah Shebin Nefesh, via the Seichel and his very life form. So to the Nefesh Alakis, the source of the Neshama, Knesset Yisrael, which is called my heart, the very point of the heart, the level of Yechida that receives this level of Echad, which is the level of the Ratzayim that is higher than even logic. And this is because when we think about how Hashem is one, but again, not one as in one of a pattern, and that engaging in the Shalshos is this, quote, great effort that Hashem makes, that he expresses only his name, a very shallow illustration, like it says, Yahalulu Hashem Hashem, Kinizgav Shemei Levadoi, we can only praise the name of Hashem. We can only grasp the name of Hashem. Only only a little glimmer of his glory, of all of these many levels, these intense tzimtzumim, innumerable, and that they create this physical world as is manifest in the description of Yehior, let there be light. And regarding this, it tells us that Hashem surrounds the world from top to bottom. This is the explanation of the tzimtzum of the Ein Soif from the very end of the edge of creation and from the beginning of tzimtzum till we create Shemayim Ba'aretz is this, this ishtal shalist that is described in the Eitzchayim. 
And regarding this, our Chazal instituted the Pesuk de Zimra and the brachas leading up to Shema, so that when we get to the Shema and we declare and we elongate the Echad, as we know, whoever elongates the Echad has his life extended. This is that quality of love that is called the Yoim, like it says, Yoimam Yitzava Hashem Chastai. On these days, Hashem directs His kindness. That through contemplating this idea of Echad, this is what expands. Uh, the love that we have for Hashem. And in the Pesukah de Zimra, where we describe the praises of Hashem, Yehallelu, and all of the Hallelu Kerev Gudla, we praise Hashem for His multiplicity of kindnesses or of infinities. Like we said, all of this expression of Gedula in so many different manners that are expressed through Hashem's awesome intensity, these are the Tzimtzumim, the different ways that Hashem allocates Himself throughout the world. And this now returns us back to loving Hashem, or in Seiporachal, to be subsumed within the Eberster. <clears throat> because we start to see the minimal the significance of this physical world and our physical capacities, which are only a product of this great descent through the Hishtalshalist process of the Madregas, from Madrega Madrega, through all of these different Tzimtzum. The Noiskimel. The Mimer acknowledges that the Tanoim and Amaroyim, the authors of the Mishnah and the uh, Gemara, did not daven at great length when it came to the Psukid de Zimra. Uh, why? Because they were at such a lofty level, like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who declared, Bechad Kitris Gata, just in one moment he grasped Hashem. Hashem's oneness was much more accessible to them. So in a quick moment, they were able to grasp it because it was already rooted within their heart, never to be um, separated or detached. However, we are much more materialistic. We're much more distanced from the spiritual. We need to go at greater length so that we are able to grasp it with our intellect and with our heart. This idea of Ruchnius and how the Gashmius is a great collapse from the highest level to the lowest level like a child that you have to explain to him every concept in great length with all kinds of analogies and metaphors in order to make it understandable to his childish understanding. This, you know, the intensity of the Gemara and all the goodness of the, that is, it, that it's in, involved in all of its depth. And that's why we need the Psuki de Zimra and we need the brachas leading up to the Shema so that we should be able to fulfill the directive of loving Hashem, your God, that it should be taka avaya that Hashem should mamish rest within us through his bainanis of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elikeinu, that is Havaya, which represents the combination of past, present, and future, all at the same time, something literally out of this world, is Elikeinu, is our God, that we are completely bottled to it. Like we say, a child is like the extension of his father, just like the foot is subservient to the direction of the intellect. That if the head wants to do something, that even though the foot hurts, but it's necessary for him. For example, if a person's foot gets frostbite, the healing is to rub it in snow. Or if it gets burnt, the healing may be to put it in hot water. That even though at the moment the healing is more painful than the immediate pain, and the foot doesn't sense how this is better for him, but he knows it intellectually, Therefore, the foot will ultimately cooperate because it is subservient to the head. So he puts his foot in the ice water or in the hot water. 
This is the idea of Elekeinu, our God, that within a person he can say that all of his limbs are his own. That is, his head, his feet are the feet of his head. And on every single one, he can't say that that's his. So too, in all of Torah, we say, I am Hashem that belongs to all of you. Hashem is the part of his people. And he is manifest down here from the loftiest mountain all the way down here. That's why we have such love for Hashem, so that he will be ours personally. And a person shouldn't say, how could I reach such a thing? This is too distant for me. This is what we conclude at the end of the Shema when we say, He took us out of the lowest land, even if we were in Mitzrayim, even if we were in the 50 levels of Tumah. Hashem takes us out. And 50 days later, we accept the Torah. We are brought to the highest level that we become, Hashem becomes ours. A total Gilea Lukus. And therefore, Hashem is our God, even if we consider ourselves so distant from Hashem. And how does Hashem illustrate the ultimate descent into this physical world? Through engaging himself in Tehidah Mitzvahs. The mitzvahs being the 248 limbs of the king, just like the limbs express the soul, the eye, the power of vision, and through it being expressed in the eye, a person can express this innate characteristic. So to the mitzvahs are drawing out the orein soif that is invested within them through the physical mitzvah, like a talis, it brings down one level, and so on. The hamshach that is, uh, that is evoked through via hafta, because as we act, so is acted to us. And in general, this is the mitzvah of av and chesed, the hey chasodim, is the hey pamim or, the five times that it says or in the opening story of creation. Because the, the mayim, that is the maisah mitzvahs, these are the hey chasodim, like it's described in the Tikkuni Zohar, that the waters come from up high in the heavens down here through the rain to nurture the earth. And in the essence, these are the levels of earth, the level of Ava, which is the Pneumius of Chesed. And then we say, these words that I command you. This is a reference to Tereh Mikra from the term, the calling of the community that it says regarding the sounding of the trumpets that were used to assemble the community, that this is a, a, a sense of summoning, that all of Teda is an expression of Hashem's names, that through it we have access, like when you call someone by their name, you have access to them. When Hashem gives us Teda, that is our access point to Him. And thus the parsha says, this is a reference to Teda Shabbat Peh, which is our expression towards Hashem, that is based primarily on our capacity to understand. And there's no difference between the terms of the Mishnah, the Teseptah, the Yushalmi, all the way down to the base Yosef. It's all called the Teshavah And through this grasping, uh, through this we grasp what is given to us from, a, from below to above, that is human ingenuity. And then the Pasuk says, Ukshartah, this is the, represents all of the mitzvahs, as we know, Tefillin is a representative of all of the mitzvahs, which is the drawing down of the singularity of the Ebrusha that should be revealed, the Gashmis. Like it says in the Parsha of Echad, that it's written on ink on parchment, that it should be written on physical Tefillin, 
and placed on the hand in between the eyes. So to the mitzvahs are, are drawing down of the Abrishta's oneness, that it should be a oneness that resides within the gashmis of the mitzvahs, like in the talus. That concludes this mimer. We'll start now, the beginning of the next mimer. We're on page Dafyud Beis, we're on Omidalit, which begins to analyze the next part of uh, the Shema, which is V'yahavtes Hashem Lekecha. Now, from V'yahavta until V'sharecha, the first paragraph of the Shema, there are 42 letters. The second paragraph of the Shema, there are 72 letters. Now, we have a rule that 42 represents Gevura, and 72 represents Chesed. And here it's quite startling that it appears to be a mismatch, because the first parsha of the Shema is about Chesed, love Hashem, and the second par- parsha of the Shema is about what you have to be cautious about. Hishamu Lechem was more a gevura about restraining oneself from be- misbehavior. Like it's explained in the parshas of Kadesh and Vahayi Kiviecha, Shema and Vahayim Shemaya, Chachma Bina Chesed Gevura. Kadesh is Chachma, Vahayi Kiviecha is Bina. Uh, Shema, which includes the Ahavta, is Chesed, and Vahayim Shemaya is Gevura. And yet the number of words of via uh, hafta is associated with gevura when we would have anticipated it would be associated with chesed in the same, in the reverse of the second paragraph. Now, it is true that in these two parshias, the first parsha is chesed, it's the kalim via hafta, the kalim of chesed, 42 is gevura, gevura that resides in chesed. And the second parsha, which is 72, is the light of chesed that resides in gevura. So let's understand. We can explain first what is Yehudi law Yehuda Tata of Shman Baruch Shem Kavayin Machusa Leilam Vayim. That in the in the combination of Avaya Lekenu in the first pasuk of Shma Hashem Lekenu, the Arizal explains this is the drawing down of the Ora Chachma and the Bina of Atzilus. This is the unity of the father Chachma un, unidentified or unspecified into the mother Ema. This means that the Shtalshlus and the creation Miyan Liyash has to be constant, like it says in the Khinakatan in Tanya, not a Miyan Liyash Gashmi alone, like the seven heavens and the earth that have to be renewed at every moment. That if there was an interruption, they would return to their innate state of non-existence, just like it was before creation. So too in the early Masalyanim. Even the levels of Chachma and Bina, like it says that Chachma comes from Ayin, and from there it draws out to Bina, which is called Yesh. And this is the idea that the river that went forth from Aden went forth constantly and consistently uh, from Aden. This is the drawing down, Mi'ayin the Yesh, that they are called, Chachma and Bina, two inseparable friends. And now we understand that it says, Asher bara alikim la'asos, at the end of the story of creation. Asher bara, this is the yesh mi'ayin ruchni, the chachm that comes from the ayin to timsa, and is drawn down la'asos. That's what we have to do, from the ayin to the yesh bagash. Like we know that atzmasur in seif baruchu is exalted from and higher than any level of chachmila. Chachmila is incomparable. Again, one, but not one of an order. There's nothing that's comparable to it. Hashem is not a composite of Midas. And therefore, Ant is Chacham. Ant is the level of one, but not a level of, again, an ordinal number that then becomes manifest in Chacham. This is a great descent that it has to endure. And this is our Averas. This is because of our limitation 
So that's why we need to have a Sarusa de la Santa to draw out this level of godliness, because the initial uh, creative process was simply Hashem's desire. And this is what Hashem wanted, because it's his innate impulse to do good. But now it's up to us to draw out that godliness. And this drawing out is, is effectuated via the Shema, that we draw down this creation of Ayin Tiyash, of Ayin Telekenu, meaning Elekenu, this that we draw down this capacity in our Seichel to be able to grasp. This is from the level of Avaya, which is the level of Chachma, the level of Bittal, the level of Mi'ayin Timtza, not like it is in the ordinary process that it's matter to matter, which is not the case with Chachma relative to Kesem. And the level of Chachma is the level of Avaya that creates Elikeinu Mi'ayin Liyash. And therefore we first say Shema Yisrael, which is the instance of, or there's the characteristic of Halasman, our approaching to Hashem, that he should draw out this greater revelation of godliness. And this is why we say, Havaya, the infinite, is Elikeinu, is ours, because Shema Hashem Ayin, like it's written in the Sefer Torah with the enlarged Ayin, it is the source of the Midas, 70 being the seven Midas intertwined with all 10 Midas, with including the Seichel that that's when you have godless, that's when you have expanse, like it is in character. A person's character is expanded when it is uh, monitored and cured by his intellect. But when you have midas uh, kemudas that are drawn down, that make a proper impact, that a person has a genuine love, a complete avagamuda, and a complete yira, this is going to be limited. It doesn't have this capacity to be expanded upon like it when it is charged by the intellect. And therefore, those midas are called short. They're small. They're limited. But when the midas are enlivened by the intellect, they are expanded. And this elevation of the, to, to the origin is called the shame. This is Hashem's name. We reach out to Hashem. This is through the elevation of the 288 Netzutzim with the shame ban. And that's the gematri of shame. Shame ban is the mila of the level of the 288 divine sparks that fell down via the Shvira Sakalim to give life to all of Gashmas. Their whole existence is from these 288 divine sparks that are scattered in this world. This is the highest in all material matter. And it is elevated through malchus, that is, when we decipher through a physical object, and instead of seeing it purely for its material benefit, we see it as a tool for the service of Hashem, we have elevated this level to the level of the ayin rabasi, the source of the midas, from whence we draw down the 288 sparks. This is shame ayin. And there's another reason why we call it shame ayin, because it's a shame mamash, that is, from the perspective of the origin of the 288 sparks and the name of Ban of Tikkun, it is all from only the shame of Hashem. Like it says, I am Hashem, that is my name. Like we know that Keser is the bridge between the source, the Matziel, and the recipient, the Netzal. And we call it Malchus of Ein Soif. This is the shame, that it should be the creation of Atzilis and uh, the, the breaking down and the re-correction, which is not the case in the Ein Soif. This can't apply. Like we say, I am first, I am last. And before the Shvir and after the Shvir and the, and the time of Tikkun and Birur, and after it's all uh, completed, it is all uh, equally uh, before Hashem. 
because the breaking of the kalim, shveres hakalim, was relevant to the orein seif, not to the ma'or. Uh, Hashem is not broken. It's what Hashem has given us. Too much light for the kalim. That the ma'or, there was no change. Like the divider and the cloud and the screen that separates the light and the sun ray and makes it dark, it doesn't affect the actual sun. It only affects the recipients of the sun. And this is the level of shame. This is the mile of the 288 Nitsutsin being brought up to the extended ayin. This is the level of Bina, the source of the Midas, the source of the seven kings who were broken, like it says, in the description of the various kings through the process, which represents these kings who, who dominated Edoim, which is the level of Bina, their spiritual counterpart. And from there, it was scattered throughout the world. And the shame is the way in which we elevate and we uh, rescue these divine sparks. And then we have the greatest re- uh, elevation to the level of Yisrael, that they are brought up to a level where it is the radiance of Chachma, like it says in the Zayr, on the Pasek, Hashemayim Masapim Kavoid Kel, the Yisrael, that is the idea of sheer Kel, as will be explained.